Um, we were in a sermon series called Covenant, and I was actually going to end that today. Um, and I didn't realize that yesterday morning at 3.30 in the morning that I was not going to end that today. Uh, that, that I believe that um, I have a different message that is very appropriate uh, for, for this time and season that we not only as a church community, uh, not only as our nation, and not, but really the world. And um, we're in a different season. And so I, I want to talk to you uh, about some good news. How about that? Man, we've heard a lot of bad news, huh? Oh, my goodness. I am so sick of hearing bad news. Anybody else with me on that one, right? Jeez. Uh, but, you know, it, honestly, though, it's, I count this as an honor each week to be able to stand here and, and to share with you. And so um, I do want to let you know next week we are going to start a brand new sermon series. It's going to lead us right up into Easter because uh, we're hitting that season. And, um, you know, I'm excited. It's going to be titled Jesus Is. All right. And uh, we're going to really be looking at Christ and uh, who he is and what his meaning is for each one of us within our lives. So I want you to make sure you come back out, be a part of those series and begin start Start inviting somebody for Easter, right? You've got family, you've got friends that are unchurched, and I'm encouraging you, begin to invite, let's get some people here, and uh, it's going to be a fabulous time. But most of you know that all around us today, listen, let's just be honest, there's so much anxiety, right? Unrest, tension, and how about fear, all right? I mean, as you know, we've got things going on that, you know, the financial markets, stock markets are dropping. How do I know that? I get notifications all the time on my cell phone. You know, you turn on any social media. People are, are, are just really becoming frantic over so much. We have uh, the, the talk over the, the COVID-19 or, or, or the um, coronavirus right now that's, that's uh, bringing disruption to lives. And uh, people are right now full of panic and unrest. What I want us to be able to grab onto as the body of believers, as Christ followers, is I want to address this question, and that is simply this. Well, what do we do? Like, what should we do? How should we be responding to the fear and the tensions that seem to be spreading around? Uh, do we not worry about it and, and pretty much just go on with life as usual? And, and in other words, should we underreact? Um, should we buy extra hand sanitizer and toilet paper? Good luck finding that, right? Uh, preparing for what? The end of the world. Because toilet paper is going to save you from the end of the world. But quite honestly, what should our response be? And what I want to do for these next few moments is speak uh, from the perspective of what we should all uh, be leaning on, and that is simply our faith. All right? As many of you done, and, and I've done also, you know, you're seeing within the news, news that's, watch this, changing even while I'm standing here talking to you. Professional sporting events, conferences, concerts, what are they doing? Canceling. Schools, colleges, shutting down. Churches, shutting their doors. Travel bans in place. Grocery stores, all of which. Are, are, are hinting toward closure. So what are we to do? What are we, to, are we to ignore it? Are we going to go on a life as this, everything is okay and practice what we would consider to be a great faith? 
Are we going to simply stockpile and, and stay home for the next three months? Good luck with that one if you got kids, all right? <laughs> it was funny that yesterday, and this is a weekend, so they're supposed to be home anyway. And man, they're just going through the house. My kids, rambunctious, going crazy. And I looked at Andrea, I was like, we got two more weeks of this? <laughs> at least, Lord Jesus, come quickly. What I want us to do is look at the perspective of all of this as a Christ follower. I believe that we, um, we have a great opportunity in leading the church to a lost and hurting world. That we're, we're not going to make any long-term, and, and I want you to understand this, because I've had many people go, well, what are we going to do moving forward? What's going to happen? We're not making any decisions on that right now. We don't know what later on could bring or what tomorrow may, may bring about. And in times of crisis and panic, I've always found it this way within my own personal life, that it's not best to make any split moment decisions, but it's always best to make wise decisions based upon what we currently know. And what are we going to do? We're going to continue to pray for wisdom. We're going to continue to pray and allow God to lead us in making what would be the wisest of decisions choices in the direction that we should go in as a body of Christ. But as followers of Christ, the filter that forms our decisions should be different than the filters that form the decisions of this world and society and culture that we are surrounded with right now. The Bible tells us that we should not be conformed what to the image of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Why? So that we can easily attest and prove what God's will is. Let me help you out here. We are not. Everybody say not for me. We, hold on. We are what? Not of this world. And we're not to live as everyone else does. We're not to live in fear and in doubt and in anxiety. And so what we're going to do for these next few moments is we're going to look at three ways that we are not like this world that scripture pulls out. Number one is this. We live by faith and not by fear. When Jesus was comforting his disciples, he says this in John 14, 1. He says, do not, there's that word, what? Not again, isn't it? Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, also what? Believe in me. He went on to say in verse 27, he says this, and I love this. Peace, what? I leave with you. My peace, I give you. I did not give you as the world gives. And it goes on to say, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. My hope is that if you have been living in fear and anxiousness, anxiety, if you're afraid of what's happening around you or what potentially could happen, you know, fear of what? The economy is, is going bad, fear of where our world is going, let me help you out. If you know Jesus, the scripture clearly indicates and gives us a direction, and that simply says that we are not supposed to live in fear. Jesus gives us a peace that this world cannot give. Jesus Christ gives us a peace that goes beyond our comprehension. It goes beyond our own understanding. Understanding, as Paul says, our existence here on this earth is really considered just a mere vapor to what your eternal existence is. 
We are not citizens of this world as Christ's followers, but we are citizens of whose kingdom? Christ's kingdom. Now, different translation, New Living Translation says it this way. I am leaving you with a gift. And, and, and this is a gift that we receive today and, and, and that a gift that we should be excited about. And that is what? Peace of mind and heart. What does that tell me? How should we define this? Well, when the rest of the world is in fear, we, you and I, as followers in Christ, we need to open our gift up from God. And that gift that God has given us is a gift of peace of mind, is a gift of peace of heart. We're to not shut it off from this world, but we should be distributing it amongst our world. He goes on to say, and the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. We know this, it's a peace that we don't understand. It's beyond our understanding. I mean, let's, let's just be honest for a moment. God, I promise you, is not sitting up in heaven and thinking, oh my, I did not see this coming. He's not take, thinking that all of this has caught me by surprise. He's not going, what's my 401k going to do? God is not panicked. God is not taken back. God is not surprised. God is not afraid. We must remember this, what God is. God is what? Faithful. God is ultimately where? In control. We must understand that God is this. God is good. He has a plan. He has a plan in all of this, and he has a plan within your life. I want you to know this. God will never do this. He will never leave you, and he will never forsake you. God does something amazing. As Christ's followers, he works all things together for the good of those who love him. So whatever you are going through, our God is working for the good. Whatever battles that you may be facing within your own personal life, outside of everything else that we as a culture and society and a world are facing, what you are going through personally, I want you to know this. God is present and he has never given up and he's never gonna walk away from you knowing this, that God is always and always and always good. The Apostle Paul said it this way in 2 Timothy 1 and 7. He says, for God has not, <laughs> somebody say not. not. For God has not given us a spirit of fear. He has not given us a spirit of what? Timidity. But he's given us what? Power, love, and self-discipline. We're not panicking. Why? Because we have the peace of heaven. We are not feared. Why? Because we have a faith. Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, he says this, for we live by what? Faith. We're living by faith and not by sight, not by everything that's going around, not by everything that you're hearing. Now, we understand this. We're not to live in fear. Number two, we are sacrificial 
and we're not selfish. We're sacrificial, not selfish. Understand this, without Christ, we are selfish. I mean, you don't have to teach a child to be selfish. It's absolutely nature. Our human nature is to be selfish. But our redeemed nature, because of who Christ is, is not selfish. But we are to simply reflect his nature in the most sacrificial way. The one who died and gave the most for us dwells in us. Now, Deuteronomy, or excuse me, my, my mistake, Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 tells us something. Gives us an, an instruction as followers of Christ. It says, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Thinking of others as, be humble. Thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. When we take a look at the first century uh, believers or the early church in the book of Acts, they were facing extraordinary persecutions. They were losing their homes, many families, and oftentimes many were even losing their own lives. What we need to understand is that we are the body of Christ and we must go ahead and put others ahead of ourselves. The scripture uh, reads to us, all the believers were together and everything, they had what? Everything in common. It says they sold property and possessions to give anyone who had need. And then in the next few verses, we read how as they were doing this, more and more people came. More and more people became a part of the church. Lives were being touched. People were being influenced. Why? Because the body of Christ, Christ followers like you and I, were within the community, not full of fear and anxiety and stress and pressure, but expressing the love and the generosity of God. Now, these next few weeks or even months, you may have an even more opportunity to be generous than you ever have. And I'm not talking about materialistically, but I'm talking about spiritually. There are people who are afraid and full of high anxiety and you can give them something beyond material. You can give them Jesus Christ. You can give them a hope that, watch this, this world will never be able to understand in Jesus Christ. Um, Acts chapter 2, verse 46, it says, Every day they continued to meet together in their temple courts. Which means what? Publicly they were meeting together. It says they broke bread within their homes. That's their private area where they were together. And they ate together with glad and sincere hearts. At a time when people were afraid to even attend church, at a time when it, even the persecution was happening all around them, they were still, what, coming together and meeting and having and sharing a daily faith. We know this, that we will not be abandoned, our faith. We will not do that. And only, we will not have just a once a week practice in doing this, but this is something that you and I as Christ followers are instructed to do daily by seeking the face of God in absolutely everything, everything. 
not just in a moment like we are today where we're gathered in this time together, but in everything we're doing at work, within our school systems, within our circle of friendships, our influences, (laughs) out and about at Walmart, (laughs) in everything we're doing, we are what? Seeking the face of God. We will not stop worshiping. We will not stop seeking God. Why? Because we live by faith. We don't live by fear. Fear does not define us. We are not selfish, but we will be what? Sacrificial. Now, number three, I want to point this out to you. We shine the light and we do not hide it. Matthew chapter 5 Verses 14 through 16, this is what the word of the Lord says. It says, you are, everybody say you, are the light of the world. You are a what? A town built on a hill that cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and do what? Glorify your Father in heaven. Unfortunately, during this time, people are afraid. They're unsettled. They're anxious. And they're looking for a hope. Let me help you out. We have that hope. We have an opportunity to share Jesus Christ Where everything else may be unsettled, Jesus is settled. When the disciples came to him and and they were on the boat and the storm was happening all around and they woke him up and he's just like, what's your problem? They're kind of saying, do you not see everything that's going on? Let me go back to that first statement. Nothing that has ever happened has ever taken God by surprise. He does something so simple and he comes up and he goes up to the edge of of the boat and he stretches his hands. He goes, what, what? Peace, be still. And the elements around, what happened? Everything calmed down. For some of you within your own life, even, even as Christ followers, you've allowed so many storms of life to overwhelm you, not just in what we're doing right now in the society, culture, everything that's happening, but even within your marriage and your workplaces with your children as you're trying to raise them, even within your church, even within your own spiritual life. And Jesus is saying, look, shh, 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 shh. be still and know that I am God. Now, I'm praying for us to be more contagious. I've always said this, Jesus is contagious. Jesus is absolute. You don't believe me? Read the word. Read the gospels. Wherever he went, what followed? A crowd. We have people climbing trees trying to see him. We have people fighting on their hands and knees just to touch the hem of his garment. There's people all along within the scriptures along the beach, and he's in a boat teaching the message of love, a message of compassion, a message of understanding, giving people who have a hope that are unsettled and that are anxious. Are you seeing this this morning? God is calling you and I to this very same thing. When the world grows darker, the light of Jesus shines brighter. There are some knots within Scripture that I want you to see this morning. 
Watch this. At the birth of Jesus, the scripture says this, what? Do not, when I go like this, say not, all right? Do be afraid. Bring your good news and great joy. Don't you like crowd participation, right? Jesus was saying this when he came. He says, I did come for the healthy, but the sick. Not for the righteous, but for sinners. We are not of this world. So the scripture says, do live by bread alone. But every word of God. Jesus went on to say this. Jesus does lead us in temptation. But he does something. He delivers us from evil. Scripture goes on to say, do Store up for yourselves treasures on earth. But we store up our treasures in heaven. Some words from Christ here. Jesus says, do worry tomorrow. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Goes on to say, we walk by faith and by sight. God has given us a spirit of fear. Like Jesus my will, but yours, Father, be done. Do we have good news? Absolutely. Watch this, a couple things. We are saved by grace and not by works. We are justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law. God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation. Do not set your minds on earthly things, Social media, the news. But set your minds on things above. Let perseverance finish its work. Do not lack anything. Do not become weary in doing good. Will it be a battle? Will you go through struggles? Yes. We know this, we struggle not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, authorities, and powers of this world. There's nothing more than what Satan would love to do, and that is quiet the voice of the church. Let me repeat that. There's nothing more that Satan would love to do right now than to quiet the voice of the church. This is a moment where God has set up an opportunity for us to be on a platform and be the light of this world, to be the salt of this earth and give it something that it so desperately needs, and that is Jesus Christ. We will not be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. We do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but those who have faith and are saved. Watch this. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise. We will not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. We will not give up meeting together. The Lord is our helper. We will not be afraid. We will not be ashamed of the name of Jesus, and we will not be ashamed of the power of the gospel. It's the power of the gospel that brings salvation to everyone who what? Believes. Just like within the first century church in the book of Acts, through persecution and hardship, we as the body of believers will not stop talking about what we've seen and what we have heard. We cannot stop. We cannot stop praising. We cannot stop worshiping. We can't stop giving and showing generosity. We can't stop sharing. 
We cannot stop shining. We will not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, we are to do what? Making our requests known to God and the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. We are different. We are not of this world. Our minds are not conformed, but they are what? Transformed into doing the will of the Father. We are to live by faith, not by fear. We are to be sacrificial and not selfish. We are to shine the light. We are to not hide it. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. I'm going to close with this scripture this morning, and it says this. But we have this treasure in jars of clay. What, what, what is this treasure? This treasure is the gift of salvation. Understand that. But it says we have this treasure in jars, in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but we are what? We're not crushed. We're not perplexed. But what? Not in despair. Persecuted, but we are not abandoned. Struck down, but we are not destroyed. Why? Because of who Jesus is. Because of what he has done, because of his power, because of his grace, because of his majesty, because of his authority, because of his truth, because of his presence, because of what Jesus did on that cross. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he what? He did something very interesting, something that you can never do. He gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have ever lasting life. represented by each person here, the communities, God, that are represented here on this eastern shore. Lord, we pray over them right now. God, we pray for the lost. 
We pray, God, that you would use us to be that light in this world, in our community, God, that we can reach others for the sake of your cause. God, that we can be a part of that great commission, Lord, within our community and spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. God, we pray for our state. We pray, Lord, for the governing authorities that are over us. God, we pray, God, for leadership that will be godly and full of wisdom and knowledge according, Lord, to your purpose, plan, and will through scripture, God. God, we pray for our nation as a national day of prayer, God. We pray, Lord, for our president. We pray, God, for the senators and the Congress and the House of Representatives, Father. We lift up all leadership unto you today, God, that, Father, we would be aligned according to your purpose, plan, and will, Father, that you, God, would be the ultimate authority before anything is ever decided, Lord. You are first, Father, Lord, spoken to. God, lead us. Lead us as a nation. God, protect us as a nation, Father, so that we, as a nation, God, continue, Father, to be the light in this darkened world. We pray, God, for our world. We pray, Lord, for the anxieties and the fear, the uncertainties right now. We pray, God, for peace. We pray for Israel, Lord. We pray for peace. God, keep your hand upon us, leading us in all our ways, God, and, and, and directing us in all of our paths, Father, that our hearts, Lord, would be aligned with you and in all things. Father, I pray for this church. Even through what could be persecution for even having a gathering, Lord, I pray for this church. I pray, Lord, for the believers that are here this morning. I pray, God, for those that are listening to us on our podcast and as well as on Facebook Live this morning. God, I pray, Father, Lord, that you would strengthen each one of them. God, that you would encourage them through your word. Lord, that they would not get caught up in the events around us. But, Lord, we would be caught up in your word. We'd be caught up in times of prayer. We'd be caught up, Lord, in seeking after your faith. Let us not be consumed of all that is around, but Lord, let us be consumed of you. Let us, Father, be the hope this world desperately, desperately needs, Father. May we share the love, the compassion, the grace, the mercy, the understanding, the kindness, the faithfulness of you, Jesus Christ. Father, we love you. Thank you for bringing us here today. I'm excited, God, for all that you're doing in our lives and in our church. God, just continue to move. Father, we love you and we praise your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church says, amen. Amen. All right, we love you guys. Have a great day.